Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Yes, it's a Wednesday hump day, last day August. We got on through August. It's now football time in Tennessee. Uh, but before all that, women going to be taking center stage tonight, John. A couple of game twos in the WNBA semifinals. Also the GOAT, Serena Williams, going back after, at it after a Monday first round win. That's, uh, what, sold out 24,000 seat arena at the U.S. Open. She'll be taking on number two seat Annette Contavit. I doubt that pronunciation was close. It's my best shot. We'll see what kind of shot Serena's got tonight. Jackson State and Deion Sanders, they got a game Sunday in Miami, John, against Florida A&M. And right now they don't have running water down in Jackson, Mississippi. They can't take showers down there. They got the toughest of it with the floods that's going around there already. was a bad issue with their water system in Jackson. Rough deal right now for Deion. They got football to play as well. And then sad note, heard Jeff talking about it, heard you and Jeff talking about it. Saw it yesterday, really sad, Steve White. You know, Memphian, former Westwood High in Tennessee standout. Excuse my voice there. 48 years old. Lose him to leukemia? Man. And then at that age, 48 years old, uh, was a regular on Jeff's show, and I echo what John said. It it become almost routine, you know, during football season to hear Steve White with Jeff. We will certainly miss him, and our condolences, certainly, and our prayers uh, right now to his family, uh, all of his friends. Uh, Steve White gone too soon, John. Yeah, he Way was. Too uh, soon. <clears throat> he was a gym. He was a gym. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's just <clears throat> it, it's it's one of those things you look forward to, right? Every Thursday morning, and and uh, he will he will certainly be missed. He will certainly not just his not just his analysis of football, but I think on current events. Well, Steve as White, well. the man. Yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely. So uh, condolences to to his family. Gone too soon. Uh, friend of the station, friend of of, of Jeff, uh, Steve White. So sure. that uh, that was very very hard to see last night. Eleven twenty five. Mitch Light's going to join us, uh, college football editor for the Athletic. We'll talk to him. You know about a number of things. The Vanderbilt uprising. Um, I think that's the most important story in college football. Just sort of the renaissance and revolution there going on a little bit up the road. Mike Wright Jr., whose parents are from Memphis. Uh, the quarterback there at Bandy, who went plumb off. That was a detail that I, quite frankly, missed earlier this week, and that's my bad. I'll hold my hand up for that. Um, You guys sort of depend on us to give you the pertinent local information. And that was a oh that his parents were from Memphis yeah that was a oh yeah okay that was a I'll nugget you anybody an apology that was a nice. nugget that slipped through the cracks and yeah. and what I can promise we're certainly rooting for our audience is that we're going to be better this season 
You know, we didn't give Kenneth Walker the amount of shine he deserved last season at Michigan State. Oh, I did. I gave him respect burgers. You didn't. And we're going to be better about that this season in terms of shining a light on the Memphis connections throughout college football. So well, thank uh, you, we'll be joined by Mitch Light at 1125. Uh, then at 125, Mark Giannato is going to hop on and we'll talk to him uh, about Memphis football this weekend, about the season ahead, and more. So that is the Shutter Day. Looking forward to it. But look, in honor of college football, we got some games that we're going to be uh, previewing and going through here. So let's get it. Uh, let's get it in over under. It's Jason and John's over under. Over over under under. We're going to start with the game we're airing tomorrow night on ninety two nine at six p.m. Hey. Yes, six p.m. sharp. You have football time in Tennessee as the uh, Ball State. Is that a Redbird? I think it's a red bird. We'll call. I'm not sure what their mascot is. It is a Let's, bird of sorts. It is a weird looking cardinal. 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 It is a cardinal. All right, and that is where David Letterman went to college. I think that's about all Ball State is known for. Jason Whitlock. Also, oh yeah, he okay. like he played. Well done. Yeah, he played there. Jason wow. Whitlock. Yeah. Well, that was I didn't well know done. That one. I didn't know that Do either. Uh, I mean, did we, did, should, you, right, have we canceled Jason Whitlock? Well, I'm sorry. Just I, think didn't, we have. I didn't know that one. I think we have canceled Jason, but <laughs> yeah. but he did play there. So uh, Ball State is going to go get their butt whooped by Tennessee tomorrow night. We're going to have the coverage starting at 6 o'clock here. The total the total we're going to look at here is 68. Is that uh, over or under the 68 points? Over. Under. Well, so, John? So Jason would not give me the spread on this when we had a heated debate back no, there. No, I wouldn't. Uh, because that is what I'm actually playing. And I'm going to have a video out at Superbook a little bit later today or tomorrow about my play in that game. Very nice. My play is going to be Tennessee minus, I, I, you know, I guess, 35 now. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the under, though, because I don't think Ball State's going to score. Uh, not really. Uh, to speak of here, I, I mean, I think this has the look of, you know, fifty-six to zero, right? Fifty-six to seven, perhaps. Um, I, I think this is sort of an opportunity for Tennessee to run it up. You know, all this, all this hype they've been getting in the off season mm-hmm. feels like ninety-eight again. You know, this is kind of what everybody is in in in, uh, in volunteer land is saying, and so. Yeah, I think they're going to look at this opportunity as a way to validate. You know, they want to validate these preseason feelings, and uh, I think they'll do that against a you know a Ball State team that is just going to be, I think, physically overmatched. I think they're going to come out ready to go. It's going to be you know it's going to be a squash job. We see it in college football all the time, right? It's going to be a squash job. So yeah, I'll I'll take the under on sixty eight unless Tennessee, of course, puts up sixty eight. I mean, in that case, it'll go over. But I don't think Tennessee's going to put up 68. I think I could, I could, the most I could see Tennessee putting up probably is 63. So do you think it'll be 63 to 7? I mean, I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. So I'll, I'll say under, though, mm. Tennessee, Tennessee kills them. That's just what I think is going to happen. I suppose all the pressure here is on that Tennessee offense to just would be to manufacture all the points in this game. I see, I see your line of thinking here. What is the number again? What's 68? I the think total? Is, is, 68 yeah. is the number. Um, it feels very high. I mean, that's going to require some Ball State scoring, bro. You said the word right there. I'm going to have some balls. I'm going over. <laughs> you going to have some balls? Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee going to make a statement and score at least 50-something points. I think Ball State, give me 14 Ball State, and Tennessee <laughs> will take care of the rest. We're going over here. Tennessee and Hype will make a huge statement Do I game one with 50-plus points. Can I Can I vote here, go, too? Go on, jump in, Brad. Because, uh, you know, you, you guys are on – 
two sides. Yeah, I like this. I like this. I like this kind of party. This one is tough for me. That's a lot of points. 68 points. I don't think I've seen a football line like that in a while, 68 points. Well, you'll find a line like that against two teams that can score. Not like where it's like a, the disparity is as wide as it is. We're gonna on see this. how smart you are on college football this season. But though. it does look John like is, it looks like one go, of the highest. He is going into this John, territory. I like more. his line of thinking. He's yeah. right. Tennessee's gonna have to score all the points if they shut him down. <laughs> it is gonna be all on Tennessee. I go under, but I I, go ahead. I, I go like ahead. your I like, courage. I like y'all over there. The, right. the highest line of the weekend over at Superbook, by the way, is. Uh, 68 and a half, which it's is right there. SMU at North Texas. So this is the second highest number of the oh, weekend. Oh, I feel more comfortable about oh, we'll, North, we'll get, North we'll Texas. We'll give up a couple at the end, John. That's, I mean, look, we'll I, get generous look, at the end and I, give up I, a couple. I am playing Tennessee minus the point. I'm laying the okay, 35. Real quick, you brought up North Texas, our fellow conference mate there, and uh, SMU. Not yet. All right. They ain't <laughs> in the party yet. <laughs> They're fixing to be. Like, they sure are. I feel a hell of a lot more comfortable on them covering than I do Ball, you know, Ball State. Well, yeah. yeah. Now you know I don't think anybody in their right mind would lay Ball State plus thirty five. I mean that's just uh, yeah. donate that money to charity. So that's the little extra gym there for you. Is you're playing Tennessee minus thirty? Yeah, that's an actual play. <laughs> that is a play. That is a, that is a play that I will be on. And you're under you. on the total, and I'm over. Brad is under. I'm as well. under. This Marked is, and member, John. I'm counting this year. Completely. I gotta tell you, just for the soul, this is damn refreshing. Talking about actual lines, game week, man. It feels good. Well, it I've made a commitment this uh, this off season <laughs> to uh, really. To really dive into college football in a way that I haven't before, I so can tell. It, that that's unfortunately going to come at the expense of my family. But you know, we we make we make sacrifices. Hold on, Brad. Here. But the jury's still out whether you can tell or not. Let's see how we're the picks early. come in. First. Yeah, we're early in the process yeah. if this Before is we successful see how John's or not. really dived in. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to the big game Saturday. That really, what this market is most concerned about, which should be a competitive game, I think. Uh, Memphis and Mississippi State. The game will be on ESPNU. We only got the U for this game. Mm-hmm. It's a six thirty. On Saturday, we've got two numbers. Let's start with the total that our staff has listed for me here. 57 points. Over. Under. Over. Easy. Well, we're, first of all, we're blaming Mississippi State for the for the television here. I mean, if you guys were, you know, holding up your end of the bargain, it would have been at least on That's ESPN2. Fair. That's I mean, fair. You're right? Yeah. I mean, Memphis ain't going to get you on ESPN2 by themselves. No. It's it's the fact that, you know, y'all are dragging ass down there in Starkville. What are, what are they picked in the West this year? Last dead. It's second not. Last? It's not last. It's not last. Is it? No, but second it is last. But, but it is behind Ole Miss, right? And I like it better flipped. So, well, yeah, sixth out of seven. Yeah, oh, it's nice. it's. They even got you behind LSU. Yes, it's not good. No, the 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 stakes. We don't feel good down there. I don't like saying it, but Will Will Rogers gonna surprise. Yeah, he uh, don't, he's going to surprise. This kid's trying to get the NFL, man. Yeah, I think the over, put up some numbers. the over is the play here for sure, and I am playing that one as well. Uh, <laughs> that is an official play for me. There we go. You know, I think this. I think this is a game, and I guess it, it kind of best co- team in the West coincides with the next item here on the list, which is the spread. Um, I, I think Memphis is going to be able to score. I, I think that will happen. Um, in what context will it be in the in the rhythm of a competitive game? That remains to be seen, right? I'm, I I tend to have my doubts on that. I worry that Memphis is going to sputter early while right. Mississippi State scoring on its first three drives. Exactly. That's what I worry about that, because that, of Will Rogers. Yeah, that kind of has the it has that that's the feel that I'm but sort then of getting. Sort of has to play catch up. I've said we said that earlier this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I think Mississippi State is going to be so focused. Um, First game of the season, revenge. They feel like they got screwed in Memphis. Let me throw out this thing, though, and the statistics back this up. Mike Leach teams are Start awful slow. starters. Mm-hmm. Awful. Yeah. Well, look. he Historically. Because they got this offense, and they got to figure out X's and Y's. He's got he's got a returning quarterback, though. Yeah. you got to feel like this is the year Whole where. Whole new recruit, uh, re- re- you know, receiving core, though. It's pretty much all new. 
Yeah. I, I'm you don't going, have Malik Heath. You don't have some of those big hitters. You got to you got to figure it out on the fly here. I'm going to say over though. I think they're going to be able to score on Memphis, and I think Memphis is going to be able to put up you know three, four touchdowns on them. So I I I, I got it as like a 41, 44 to 20 type game, um, and that's going to put you over the number, Jason. Over oh, what is it? Sixteen and a half. Fifty-seven is what the total. Fifty-seven is total. The total. I'm already over. That was yeah. easy. I yeah. said that. As and then soon as sixteen you said. is your line. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mississippi State's going to cover this. It's all about statements. I cannot imagine that Mike Leach, you might not be able to pin him down and get him to say it, but deep down, it's got to be a statement game for him. Yep. You know, not, not just for Will Rogers and everybody else, but I mean for Mike Leach, man. Yeah. The way you lost that game last year at Memphis, what, what are we talking about here? This is the start of your season. You're trying to get people excited about you. You got, you got the two-year extension that's really to say, yeah, yeah, we like them. But you know there are questions, there are whispers all the time everywhere you go. You want to make them happy, you better you better make them st- make a statement here week one. I think I think they do. Like I said, I think it starts off because of the experience. They score early, take a huge lead. Memphis is able to score, mm-hmm. but it's too much too early there yeah, early I, on. I, I, think. I, I think Mississippi State does find a way to cover. You know, I remember it's down. Memphis I mean, it's, will it's have a chance be quite to, an atmosphere. Yeah. They'll have a chance to backdoor it, right? I mean, I think they'll have a chance. Sure, they late, will. Yeah, Mississippi but, State will, will leave a door open for what, them to what, come the, in. The right side is going to be Mississippi State in the points. I think they'll cover and they'll it'll be the over 57 as well. The, the you know, the interesting thing is the longer I've listened to y'all talk about Silverfield, these two are almost on equal footing when it comes to their seasons. They both got extensions because they sort of have to, but like people in Memphis aren't fired up and Mississippi State fans aren't fired up. So prove it year. It is. Okay. Let's go to the uh, third game here our featured listing from the staff is Florida State. They are uh, going to LSU. This is a tough one. Sunday is this game, and this is on ABC at 6.30. The line, three and a half Over for LSU. It's, it's actually at Superdome in, in New Orleans. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, not, not that it's LSU won't obviously thing, yeah. have the advantage, but that's this one's it in is the not Superdome. Death Valley. On, on a Sunday in, uh, in the Superdome. So, Thank you. Uh, clearly still a, a tall order for Mike Norvell. They're underdogs. Would you say three and Minus a half? Minus three and a half LSU. I told you, this is, this is statement year for Mike Norvell. We're talking about statements. And based on where you should be, year three, Brian Kelly, you know, first year at LSU, we expect big things, obviously, down the road. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. But uh, for me, I think, I, think, I think Florida State pulls off the shocker here. Wow. I, think, I, think, I think Norvell gives the fan base something to get excited about because he, he, he needs that. He desperately needs that at this point in his career at Florida State. And I think this is the way you could start a season, get some people real excited. Maybe, maybe they talk a little less about Dion, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can add to what what that win over Duquesne, which means nothing, uh, go two and zero here with a win over LSU. Yeah, man. So I said, I said, give me, give me the, give me the, give me Florida State in the three okay. and a half. What do you think, John? Plus I, three and a half. I think it's a tough ask. Um, I don't think Florida State was super impressive against Duquesne. Um, LSU's got a lot to replace. Uh, you know, I, I think the points are, are are fine. I could be talking to the points, right? Mm-hmm. Three and a half. I like the hook there. Um, I don't think either team is particularly very good. Um, LSU has the advantage of being quote unquote at home, but I want I want I want Norvell to like come up with one. You know, I want him to. This will be a win that even if it isn't against a ranked LSU team, will. Sort of install a little bit more goodwill for him there in Tallahassee. I mean, it'd be very impressive, you know, to go on the Going road to New Orleans and doing it. Yeah. Absolutely, it would. It, even though it's "quote unquote," it's not a neutral site. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's an LSU home game. It is not. A, it is yeah. not a neutral site. So, you know, with uh, you know, I I will take the points with my eyes closed. Um, 
because Come on. you know LSU is uh, you know being really coy about the quarterback position. They don't have a lot of stability there. You know that tends to leave the door open, right? So I'll say Florida State finds a way to cover. I hope they win, but I think if you can get three and a half, that's totally fair. What's interesting, BetQL does not have a lot of confidence in any of the bets for this game because it's a lot of unknowns. Here. Yeah, totally unknown. I mean, it's week one. There's no data at all. So, I mean, that's, that's par for the course. Interestingly sure. enough, they did have – they pick plus three Florida State on, on BetQL, but it's, again, one-star confidence. There's just not data on any of these this stuff except Florida State having the, the cupcake. Let's go to the next game here, uh, our fourth matchup, the U.S. Open second round tonight. You might have to help me with the pronunciation on this opponent here, Jason. Serena Williams and Annette Contantivit. Contavit? Fair enough. You how know, about call her? An, how about Annette? We'll go with Annette. Serena plus one and a half sets over under. Well, you, you know, I think uh, on this is the, the number two ranked player, so it's a tough matchup for Serena. Yeah, this could be it for Serena. And it will be it for Serena. This will be the end of her career. Her, her opponent will be motivated by the continued disrespect when it comes to the pronunciation, the pronunciation of her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. that will carry her through. Yeah, I mean, it's a set spread, right? So there's three best, best of three mm-hmm. um, in, the, uh, in the women's side. Best of five in men, best of three in women. Um, this would basically, if you're taking the, you know, the, the under on this, mm-hmm. right, you're saying that uh, blowout. Right? Is that do I have that right? If you're taking the if you're taking the under on plus one and a half, mm-hmm. then that would be like you. She's covering that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll take the uh, I'll, I'll I'll take the over. I think this is probably a two zero game here. I think this is a two zero match probably for. Um, you're for saying she's opponent. not going to win a set? Yeah, I don't think so. The yes. number two seed. Then you yeah. would be laying the set. You would be laying Minus the one, one and a half. half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what you're wanting to do. Yeah, I think that's where I would go. Uh, I, I mean, my, my heart wants to go opposite you, but I, I, it feels like she might have spent everything a couple of nights. She ago. got the really? We you said think? we said she had not moved like that in years. Not just us, but experts who had watched her yep. the last few weeks, like Chris Everett, McEnroe, everybody else. Can she do that? What two out of three days here? You're trying to recoup quickly, yeah. and remember, Serena is unseated. As much as I want to see the right. goat have a deep run here, this is the number two seed here in the U.S. Open she's going against. So I- I'm worried it is going to be a straight set loss, and that's the reason, guys. It's the reason Monday was set up the way it was. Is is everybody was sort of looking at this one, and say, well, if she does get past, going to be a, a tougher, you know, in t- tougher task in terms of advancing. Mm-hmm. That's a wall in terms of the number two seed that you're asking her to beat. And so that's the reason. I mean, you brought Gail King out. There was sort of a finality about winning that first-round match. It's going to be tough is my point tonight. And, yeah, I fear she's going to lose in straight sets. So I, I too, would lay the sets here. Let go, go the minus, what is it, minus one and a half yeah. and roll with the favorite here. Public money obviously coming in on Serena, it appears. That's the heart. Yeah, and the experts think that she could go into this match pretty well, it's like Greenberg said this morning, too. If she gets past this, then you start mm-hmm. to feel like, holy cow, maybe she's well, going to yeah, do something beat the magical. Two player in the but most, again, money might be coming world. in. Plus 220 is the uh, there, is what there's the There's value there. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and you're betting on the GOAT. But that's going to be a lot of square money coming in on Serena. I'd yeah. love to see her move like she did on Monday night. I watched the whole thing. If she yeah, does, I mean, she's Bill got Clinton a chance. Was there. Dr. Ruth was there. I mean, I think you sort of have that. You have that moment, right? You have the You won. You got the win. You didn't go out on an L. You're not going to beat the number two wrong. player in yeah. the world, though. At this stage, I mean, it's just not. And plus, she's you know, she's a she's like the Terminator, right? I mean, she's she's just not going to have much room for emotion, bro. 
like uh, you know, Annette is just not. She ain't playing games with you, Annette. Yeah, yeah you, you know a ton about her. Yeah, okay. she's not gonna be playing games with you, man. She's gonna take care of business. She's she she's gonna put you know like Steph. Contivate. Steph did the. Uh, <laughs> Was that the, the yeah. pronunciation? Contivate. Okay. Contivate is how it's pronounced. Contivate. Annette Contivate. Contivate is going to put the Steph Curry sleep on uh, on Serena. She's going to put Serena to bed, nice and quiet. Well, I'm, that's why I'm, glad, I'm glad we had a beautiful night on Monday because right. I fear that you're right here. Read her a nice bed. What was your bedtime story to CJ of choice? <laughs> was it Good Night Moon? Uh, no, we didn't do a lot of Good Night Moon. We did this uh, this book that CJ Watson, I believe, wrote. Okay. About oh, being yeah. a basketball player. Yeah. Why? Because his name was CJ. And my son you know, absolutely loved it. Like it. That's random ever, as heck. When he gets older, there's a great Malcolm Jamal Warner book. Uh, oh, I know. You, yeah. Got, yeah, um, you gave it to Jake. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have yeah. to give that one to but you. But yeah, it'll be a good night, stars. Good night, air. Good night, noises. Yeah, CJ's big dream. Did y'all know CJ Watson had a book? No. There yeah. you go. You know, and yours um, was good night moon. We know. Yeah. Good night noises everywhere. Good night, Serena. <laughs> Annette Contivet going to put her to sleep. There's Annette Contivet. This is like uh, Paul Bearer. There should be no enjoyment. No, it's not. It's just no it, enjoyment. It's the it's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes Contivate. for every legend. Bro. We got one more for Mitch. Yeah, Black. one more. And this is what everybody's talking about. John Gruden. I think we know the answer. More coaching shots for Gruden. The number is .5 years. Over. Under. Who was he talking to? A bunch of hunters? What the hell? Yeah, he was actually. Kind of. He was at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. So that was true, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, not, I did not far off. And uh, so, 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 so he's on tour here. The Redemption Tour is what it looks like to me, John. Yeah, but it, it's it's the, weird how I'm the, sorry the, tour. It's weird how only the uh, get the, the, the hell out the of tour here, only tour. goes through the southeast. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, well, no it, kidding. It doesn't go outside of the Bible Belt. Yeah. It's just kind of weird how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he so what he said made sense. Like he said, listen, I I, I am ashamed of what was in those emails. I, I, it's shameful. He took account, he he took more accountability for his words than I thought he would. Um, so I saw that and, and, and I appreciated that. He said, listen, I made some mistakes. I don't think there's anybody in this room that has it. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm hopeful for forgiveness and I hope that I can have another shot one day. Listen, you could be whatever you are, right? In the end, I think what we've been shown in sports consciousness and in the lexicon of sports, odds are pretty good. If you're great at it, you'll get another chance, Right. I mean, we have we can go through the list of guys who have done some pretty heinous things mm-hmm. and gotten uh, second, third, fourth chances. Um, but John Gruden, unfortunately, uh, is an awful, awful identifier of talent. Um, and we saw that. It's kind of funny. We saw it in the booth, right? He thought everybody was good. He thought everybody that he ever sat across from in the in those quarterback, you know, clinics or whatever was great. You know, Trubisky, great. Uh, you know, we can go through the list. Trubisky better than people think. I, I think he might have a sneaky Dave, season. <laughs> Dable showed that with Buffalo behind him. They rebuilt him. He might. Yeah. It was just bad coaching. Man. Um, You'll see. You'll but see. Look, uh, there's, there's, there's not going to be a single draft pick from the Gruden regime that is still going to be on the Raiders roster come next season. I mean, he is, in, including a 2021 first round pick. He's gone. Um, he's bad, and he's not going to take over a situation where he doesn't have control. He's just not going to do that. He'd rather just sit out and you know watch and and do this stuff. So uh, the answer is like real coaching shots under. He will not be coaching uh, at a, in college. He will not be coaching in NFL. Nobody will be able to hire him. And maybe Liberty, if he wants to coach at Liberty when Hugh moves on, inevitably Liberty will hire him. Outside of that, yeah, I wouldn't put that past Liberty. Uh, 
outside of that, it, the, the answer is under. He can coach yeah, high yeah. school. I, I, I'm not, I, I'll just defer to the guys that have actually played the game, been in those locker rooms with John Gruden, the Keyshawns of the world, the Booger McFarlands, that know the man, played for the man, and yet even they say because of the makeup of the locker room, you can't put him back in front of it. No. And listen, it wasn't just black folks he offended. He no, offended yeah. gays. He offended women. Yep. He, he ran the whole gamut. Yes, So he did. in terms of, again, getting back to an NFL that says it's progressive now, right, Deshaun, that it cares about women and everything else, you'd be going against everything that you, you say that the shield actually stands for. And so, no, in terms of the NFL, it's done. And again, I would defer. That, that's coming from the people that actually played for him, won with him, and, and, and know him as a man, say they never saw that around him. But still, you've got to get in front of a, a room of predominantly black men and try to lead them again. How, how do you have any credibility, you know, after what you've said? And so, again, John, whether it's a maybe it's a, a lower level, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't put it past some college or school to pick him back up. Yep. But it'll be something else like. John Gruden running a quarterback school where he'll get to do his thing. Maybe the elite prospects go out there. He'll find another way to be in football, but it won't be as a head coach in the NFL. And and besides that, like you said, the football acumen at this point has the, you know, in terms of your judgment, we've seen it. Did yeah. you, I mean, did you did you pass up a chance to take Tom Brady and get it. a Super Bowl? Then? I lived it. Yeah, you know, we, we've seen your judgment here in terms of the football side of things, too. So there, there are plenty of other deserving folks. That's the other part of this. Young assistant coaches, whatever else, that have paid their dues, those guys deserve a chance before John Gruden deserves another one in the NFL. Agreed. Agreed. We're coming back. Uh, Mitch Light's going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about college football, the slate ahead, LSU, Florida State, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. NFL season's almost here. Kickoff week one with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Yes, $150 in free bets on a $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code JSmith again to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday. can do it all season long. Going to have that uh, those free bets. Why not put it on a future? The Bills, they look good, at least at, at least in making it to the Super Bowl. You can even combine your bets, again, for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Once the game starts, don't fumble your chance to get, hundred again, $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code JSMITH. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is now withdrawable. Free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. It's the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Steve White, former star Westwood High, former Vol, went on to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Jets. Gracious enough to join us every Thursday during football season, as long as we have had this show. Died, age 48, of leukemia. The feeling of the home crowd, you making a big play and everybody, you know, saying <sighs> your name and all that stuff. It's hard to even quantify how that makes you feel, you know, and, and there's nothing that replaces that either. But, man, I hate it to lose. No matter, I hate to lose right now. If we play in a video game, I get upset. I have to get over that. But I, that's just the way I'm doing. Not only a good football player, but what a great person. Upbringing was outstanding. Parents, uh, mother was a teacher and she, she represented him, and he represented her. Thank you so much from me and all the listeners. And thanks so much for having me. I really How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Mitch Light's a friend of the show. He's a senior editor of College Football over at The Athletic on Twitter at Mitch Light. Are you still doing sidelines for Vandy? I am not. I uh, switching over to and good talking to you guys, but switching over to the athletic a few years ago, the college football team. My duties basically all day Saturday are watching games, editing, and all that. And it's funny you mentioned that though, because when the schedule came out about five six years ago that Vanderbilt was going to be playing in Hawaii in 2022, I said all I need to do is just not get fired from this job wow. in 2022. Wow. And I was watching the game on my couch, not in Hawaii Saturday. So that's like people ask me, do you miss it? I was like, yeah, I enjoy doing it. But that was like the first time I was really like, I wish I was at the game. You didn't, you, at least you didn't get fired at least, though. You know, that's I didn't good, get fired. It was on your own I volition. Get, yes, yes. So, uh, yes. So um, a couple years, uh, a couple years uh, too late for that. Yeah, so um, a lot to get to, Mitch, and appreciate your time as always. Week one starts officially tomorrow uh, with Tennessee taking on Ball State. Huge number. Um, any reason not to expect not only Tennessee to roll tomorrow, but but also be the team that it feels like everybody believes they can be this year in the SEC East? Not really. Um, I, I am optimistic, bullish, whatever you want to say about this team. I, I was probably, like a lot of people, not – I was underwhelmed by the Josh Heupel hire, and that's why we don't really know what we're doing when we look at these hires. You know, it's kind of trending in the wrong direction at UCF, but he has – I think it helps that he's like the first normal human being they've had as a head coach there in a while. Yeah. He just brought some, like, normalcy to the program, yes. and I'm only half kidding by that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, his offenses were legit. They were fun. And, you know, you, you look back, you know, like, maybe they made the wrong decision at the beginning to go with Milton over Hendon Hooker, but Hooker was great in that offense, and – they, they, they discovered skill guys they didn't know they had. They didn't know they had, and uh, I, you know, defensively, obviously, 
Um, they've got some issues up front. They lost a lot of key guys, but uh, I see no reason why this team can't take another step forward. I mean, you look at last year, really the only game, the Florida game, was the one where you thought that they didn't, you know, that they didn't play well. You know, Alabama, they ended up getting away from them, but they played well. I don't know, it was a quarter or a half. But the Florida game was the only, only one. So, yeah, I had a lot of good things at Tennessee, and I would expect them to roll. You know, Ball State's got a pretty good MAC program. Their coach, Mike New, has done a really good job there. Uh, I think they're one of the more under-resourced programs, underfunded programs in the MAC. So they're always, it's always a struggle there. But they've been pretty good. But I, I expect Tennessee to roll. Does that does that step forward? And I'm wi- I'm with you, Mitch, on that step forward for Tennessee. Does that look like passing Kentucky as the the second best team at the East? Is it winning nine or ten games? What what is that sort of step forward in your eyes? How, how much? How many wins does it get them? Yeah, that, that's that's the question because you know we you, you know. I know you guys talk a lot of college basketball on your show. Memphis is a great college basketball town. You play enough college basketball games where, especially in conference play, you know, you kind of are what you are. But in football, college football, when you only play eight conference games, a play or two away in games against Kentucky and Florida, some of those swing games can mean the difference between six and two and four and four in the league, and that's a huge deal. So uh, I'm sort of a cop-out by saying, like, I think on paper Tennessee is the second-best team in the East, but they got to go out and prove it. You know, we'll find more about Florida on Saturday when they play Utah. So I think this can be an eight-win team, um, but there's just you know, after that after Georgia, there's just there's just no clear cut number two team. We're talking to Mitch Light, senior college football yep. editor over at the Athletic here on the show. Um, one of the things that we we talked about on Monday uh, in the wake of Scott Frost losing a, a, a tough one there in, in Ireland, seven straight L's for that program, is the jump that. That that you know, AAC coaches, non-power five coaches often take, and and for whatever reason, fail to find their footing. Whether it's Frost at Nebraska, Justin Puente at Virginia Tech, Mike Norvell at Florida State, we'll see with with Josh Heupel, and there are others, right? But but why do you think historically, it is tough? It, it is a, Willie Taggart, right? Why is it so tough yeah. for non-power five coaches who are winning? Otherwise, they wouldn't have gotten the looks at these big jobs. Why is it so hard for them to sort of, you know, acclimate into the, the, the new bigger jobs historically? That's a great question, and it's a great discussion topic. You know, there's a lot of reasons, obviously. I think for most of the, you know, the, the AAC-level coaches that succeed, and they're at programs that have a lot going for them. You know, Memphis, UCF, uh, you know, that, that are funded well. They have all the resources they need. For the most part, when you get up to these Power 5 jobs, everyone's got money, mm-hmm. everyone's got resources. You can't just win because you have alignment from the chancellor down. You know, it's just more difficult. They're, you know, sure, in these leagues, Ohio State, Michigan, there's, there's the haves and the so-called middle tier and the have-nots, but you have the resources at all those schools. You can hire the million-dollar coordinators. You can get everything you need. So I think that's part of it. Um, and, we, you know, the other is just you, you just – you just don't know. I mean, like Scott Frost is the perfect example. He goes into Nebraska. Don't tell me he didn't know what he was getting into. I mean, yep. he, he's very familiar with the program. I think some people might, they, they can say all the right things, but until they're in that seat, they're not ready for it. But Scott Frost had been a head coach. He turned around a program. He's very familiar with Nebraska. That is why you just never know in these situations. And I know we're not here to talk about Vanderbilt, but I always use this as an example. You look at James Franklin's resume and Derek Mason's resume when they were hired by Vanderbilt, Mason was the better quote-unquote hire. 
you know, than as far as their background on paper, you know, for those of us that analyze these things and obviously look at the results. So you just, you really just don't know. Mitch, how, how long do you foresee Ole Miss having Lane Kiffin? We know how much stronger he makes that brand down there and sort of the, you know, how all eyes, you know, when, when Lane Kiffin's team is playing, you know, there's not just eyes in Oxford, there's eyes all over the South watching and maybe all over the country watching. But, but he's never been anywhere, what, longer than three, four years before he's, he's moving on. How long do you see that relationship going on? And, and, and if it's short, if, if it's not but a few more years here, like what's the next thing for Lane? Is it a, is it a step up? What would be next? Yeah, I, I think it would be a step up. I mean, I think if I think he has settled in. I don't know if this was a new quote, but I saw a quote on Twitter yesterday where he was just talking about how he needed Ole Miss at this time in his career and how right. it's done so much for him. I think, you know, he could be full of it, but uh, from the outside looking in, I think he has matured. I think he's settled. You know, he's still going to do the Lane Kiffin things that we all enjoy, but I think he is settled in there, and I think he's kind of found the, the, the sweet spot now. If he continues to have success there and, and, and he's winning multiple 10 games, you know, two out of every three seasons and in a quote-unquote bigger job comes calling, I'm sure he would love to, 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 to try and get back in that arena. I don't see him going to the NFL after what happened with the Raiders or maybe you just kind of dismiss that. So, you know, what's this? This is the 2022 season, you know. Will he be the old Ole Miss coach in 2026? I say yes, but, you know, in this, I mean, who knows? But it has nothing to do with Kiffin or Ole Miss, just – with the way coaching is in nowadays, it's so hard to predict. We're talking to Mitch Light, senior college football editor over at The Athletic. Um, are, are you an Alabama undefeated truther? Do you think they're going to stub their toe along the way? What do you think the season's going to look like for Bama? I think this is – I am a believer. I think this is among the best teams he's had. I think part of the reason why you would – predict Alabama to go undefeated is because I think this year there's there's a gap between one and two, a pretty significant gap in in the West. Uh, the fact, you know, I think Texas A&M is going to be really, really talented. I'm one of those people that I am a Jimbo believer, but I think next year, 23 is the year they break through with, you know, once they, if, if Haynes King is the quarterback this year or if it's Connor Wegman eventually, you know, they'll have the quarterback in place. And, you know, the Texas A&M-Alabama game is in Tuscaloosa. So, I, you know, LSU is a, is a question there's some good teams in the West, but I, you know, it, my my answer, to John, is undefeated, partly because Alabama is so good, but also partly because I think there's that gap in the West that there's usually might, might not be there. Where's LSU in two to three years under Brian Kelly? I like Brian Kelly. He's been a he's been successful. I remember when when Central back in when I was in Athlon Sports when I used to do. Uh, great all the new coaching hires and really dive in. I remember when he got hired at Central Michigan, I was like, wow, this guy's got a great resume. Grand Valley State, he's winning national championships. He did it at Cincinnati. Uh, so, uh, you know, then mm-hmm. Notre Dame, people forget Notre Dame was kind of irrelevant. So yep. uh, I am I am a big a believer. It's going to be about recruiting. And he has not – his recruiting class, the number is going to end up being fine this year, but he has not kind of dominated in-state like LSU typically does dominate in-state. You need to own that state. That's one of the biggest advantages that LSU has compared to other schools around the country. Now, there, there's the, the talent in Alabama is incredible this year, but that's not typically the case. The talent is always good in LSU, and he is recruiting more national this year, but I think he needs to get back to, high, to recruiting locally. If he can own the state of Louisiana – there's no reason why they cannot be a top five, top ten program. But I don't think it's a 
a recipe for long-term success to have to go to Texas, to have to go to California to recruit. So I think I'll look at how he's recruiting over the next two or three years, and then that'll kind of be my answer how successful I think he can be. And then here locally, it's it's an it's an interesting time for Memphis football because you know they're they're the conference is losing uh, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati. They didn't get they didn't get swept up in that expansion round. Uh, the the league is getting significantly worse. You know, Memphis is still trying to prove, hey, we're we're the 2019 Memphis Tigers um, under Ryan Silverfield. What do you just make of what they need to do year in and year out, um, and just you know, the, what what the future might hold for a program like Memphis? Yeah, I mean, you, you guys obviously talk about it a lot more, but it's it's kind of in flux right now. It's like the the league's in flux, the program's in flux. You know, it, it's a team that you look okay. They went six and six, three and five, lost a lot of close games. And I know. Loss is a loss, but you know they were they were a pretty competitive program. The defense struggled. I'm really interested to see what Matt Barnes does coming in, defensive coordinator, yeah. obviously coming in from from Ohio State. There, he, I think he was the play caller. You know, after Combs was fired, mm-hmm. so you know he has some experience there. So um, yeah, it's just it's 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 just kind of recapturing the past, and you know the the, the identity of that program was based on big plays on offense, exciting. You know. There's, in fact, I pitched, uh, I pitched a story. I'm also the recruiting editor. I pitched a story that we still haven't done yet about how Memphis just continues to find those running backs from wherever that were two stars, no offers, and end up in the NFL three or four years later. So, you know, you can say you've got to keep finding those guys. Well, that's difficult. You've got to keep finding the right quarterback. They, they hit on two or three quarterbacks in a row. Uh, but that's difficult. Sometimes it's difficult to sustain that. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying they got lucky, but finding those gems there. So it's just it's a little bit of everything. Uh, and what, what you find in these quote unquote, you know, G5 leagues, it's there's a lot of pro, like if you fall off for two or three years, there's other programs. There's an East Carolina. There's someone else that's going to come and elbow you, you, you past you in that. So it's it's difficult to sustain that. And sometimes while you're in the midst of it, you kind of don't realize you don't maybe understand what the formula is. And that's got what they got to kind of go back and find. Yeah, Mitch, great stuff as Thank always, you, man. Good to catch up. Anytime, guys. Take care. Yep. He is Mitch Light. College ball editor for The Athletic. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, you know, everything you said is fair. I, I agree with him. I think Alabama's going undefeated. I know they're going to have some tough ones. That Tennessee game is going to be must-watch television. That feels like the one not worried about Auburn. I don't think he's as high on the balls as I am. It's not like eight wins for him was right about nine. They do have a tough me. schedule, big dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is not easy. Um, Are you going to see you know, because you know you got a lot unleashed. of you got a lot of coin flip games in there, right? I mean, that's the thing, right? So they're going to kill Ball State, but they do have to go on the road to a ranked Pitt team. Now you might not believe in Pitt, but they do. Uh, new QB. They do still have to go to a new, uh, you know, a, a, a you know road team that's ranked. Um, then Florida, you know, that's always going to be a battle at LSU. Got to be a Death w- Valley. Beat Florida season's got to be. That's going to be a battle. Then you have Alabama. That is going to be uh, a tough one. Kentucky's ranked. Got to go to Georgia. Well, we're setting a new standard, but you do you do end the season with three, I mean wins. I mean you got Missouri at home, then you go to at South Carolina, then you got Vandy. So those are three wins. So I got you at four right now with Ball State. I mean I can't just give you a road win against Pittsburgh right now. You're going to be four and one. Akron's five. <clears throat> I'll give you the nod against Florida at home. Heupel's going to be your your AAC That's man six. that that went to a Power Five did well trying to you know trying to copy off Matt Rule here. They're going to lose. They're going to lose to uh, LSU and Alabama, right? They're not. They're. I mean, they're. Just, you can't just give them a road win against LSU and a, and a home win against Alabama. I can't just do that. We're losing to Alabama. Seven, we are beating LSU. Eight. 
I'm saying we because I have I Tennessee think, to win I, nine I, I games. Think, I think you're an eight-win team. I think you're an eight-win team. No, I got, we, we got more in store. Who, who's, who's more in store? Who's the win that I'm not giving them? Uh, LSU, just right there in friggin' death. Yes, Valley. they're further along on the timeline. We got our quarterback. We got our system. LSU's got to still show in first year. Brian Kelly. Hell, I'm t- I'm telling you, Mike Norvell's gonna go down there and give him a tussle. So, and and that one's basically at home because it's at, it's in uh, New Orleans. So, uh, yes, I'm picking Tennessee beat LSU. There, there's my. That's what gets me to nine, and what has you at eight. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.